0: going on family happy wednesday welcome to another edition of the faction i am gerard bonner and yeah let's just say we have a lot to talk about before we get into all of that of course a big thank you goes out to all of you who are joining us on the socials instagram facebook and twitter at The Faction Show. We absolutely appreciate you rocking with us. Shouts to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever it is that you're listening to us. It is absolutely appreciated. Now, if you're brand new and you've just heard about us, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. I hope you enjoy our conversation and our presentation when we talk about pro wrestling. Now, let me just say this, and I wanna start right from the outset. Because there's been a lot of conversation about all of the things that are going on. And with that said, I want to say one thing that I pride ourselves on here at The Faction. So those who may not have known me prior to pro wrestling, I should go ahead and tell you that one of the things that I have done is been a journalist, a music journalist, and Part of the things that I believe in practicing is ensuring that the news I report as news is indeed verified and fact-checked, okay? Now, in the world of pro wrestling, perhaps even way more than music, there's a lot of rumor and a lot of innuendo. And so if we talk rumor here on this show, we'll speak. Specify that it is rumor as opposed to fact So I want to put that out there before we even start this conversation today so that you can be aware that I'm going to be very very clear in terms of what is Verified news and what could be Rumor and or innuendo with all of that said I want to say a big thank you to all of you who have sent so much feedback about this week's shows Already and that really means the world to me that you're listening that you're paying attention and that you're enjoying what we're presenting okay So coming into today, I had initially planned to talk about whatever happened last night at NXT's New Year's Evil and get you ready for AEW Dynamite because it's going to be a big show coming from LA tonight. By the way, if you've missed our previous shows from the week, just go back and check them out wherever it is that you're listening to us. And some of that will actually help lead you into today's conversation. So then let's dig in. Because a ton of news happened yesterday in the WWE that has had the entire wrestling world spinning. It started with the blockbuster announcement seemingly out of nowhere of Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon took to social media to announce to the world that she was resigning as co-CEO. So before we dig into that, let me back all the way up so we can kind of get you updated in terms of where this story is and why this is so significant. Let's go all the way back to May of 2022. Because it was in May of 2022 where Stephanie McMahon, who was then the chief brand officer of WWE also took to the socials to announce that she was resigning from her position and taking a leave of absence to go home and be with her family. That shocked the world, because Stephanie McMahon has been incredible as a chief brand officer. She's certainly been a huge advocate for the women's movement. She's been an incredible brand ambassador for the WWE. So watching her leave felt very, very weird to people. as you. You can imagine. Well, then fast forward to a month later, June of 2022, when a ton of allegations begin coming out about Vince McMahon talking specifically about sexual impropriety and the idea that he paid people hush money that was released by the Wall Street Journal as a result Vince McMahon would initially step down as CEO of WWE he would continue in his role at that time as head of creative and of course we would see him then oddly appear on WWE television specifically hours after announcing his Stepping down from the role of CEO when he stepped down from the role as CEO stepping into the role of CEO would be both Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. They would serve as co ceos So literally that leave of absence for Stephanie McMahon was all of a month. Right, And they stepped in as the, quote, interim co-CEOs. From there, we would find out in July when Vince McMahon would ultimately step down from all things WWE, retire in his words, And that was happening because additional allegations were coming out about more hush money and more women who uh, were accusing Vince McMahon of sexual impropriety. It resulted in almost 20 million dollars from WWE that seemingly had been paid out as hush money, courtesy of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon retires, resigns and stepping in as the full time CEO or at least co-CEOs were stephanie mcmahon and nick khan in addition to all of this triple h would be promoted to to being the chief content officer which included him being head of creative and he was also over talent relations so we had basically a new era of wwe since july of 2022 of course his first pay-per-view being SummerSlam, which was absolutely massive and really people had become super excited about the direction of WWE. We saw a ton of people make returns to WWE. It seemed as though WWE was the place to be. Fast forward then to the end of December when the Wall Street Journal once again puts out an article that says basically Vince McMahon is attempting to make a comeback. Now, that factoid was nestled inside of an article where it was saying that there was an additional woman who came forward and this time they were looking for charges to be put Against Vince McMahon and that was the situation that happened about 30 years ago with the first female referee in WWE history. From there we find out last week once again from the Wall Street Journal that Vince McMahon was attempting again to make a comeback. That was last Thursday. Last Friday, Vince McMahon's comeback seemingly was complete as Vince McMahon once again made his way onto the board of directors. Now, how did this happen? Well, that happened because Vince McMahon is still the primary shareholder of WWE and as a result has the most voting power. So then he was able to get himself back onto the board, brought two folks with him. And we chronicled this on Monday. From there, three people left the board. As then they were removed from the board two people resigned from the board and now that gets you up to speed in terms of what happened yesterday because stephanie mcmahon announces her resignation as co-ceo of wwe she made a statement on the socials and in case you missed it here was her statement. She said, quote, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I have known in my co-CEO, Nick Kahn. She goes on to say our founder Vince McMahon has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. I need to just pause right there and insert this fact because that was the other thing that happened yesterday that was massive. And that is Vince McMahon was unanimously elected as the executive chairman of the board. I'm coming back to that. So hold on to that. So let's resume Stephanie's statement, which says Vince McMahon has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Triple H as chief content officer, I am confident that WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. She goes on to say, quote, WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation i look forward to cheering on wwe from the other side of the business where i started when i was a little kid as a pure fan i will always remain dedicated to wwe i truly love our company our employees our superstars and our fans and i am grateful to all of our partners that was stephanie's statement regarding her resignation as co-CEO of WWE. So then we find out that Vince McMahon was unanimously elected as the executive chairman of the board. In addition to that, let's remember, Stephanie McMahon resigned not just as co-CEO of WWE, but as chairwoman of the board Just think about that because I think most of us knew her as the co-CEO, most did not realize that she was chairwoman of the board. In other words, she was over the board of directors. Now we find out Vince has made his way back onto the board. He's brought two people with him. They've voted off three people from the board. Two people have resigned from the board. And now the chairwoman of the board has resigned as Vince McMahon is unanimously elected executive chair of the board. And also buried in this headline is the fact that Nick Khan is now officially the singular CEO of WWE. Are you following? Yeah, it's a lot. I know. So let's talk about Nick Khan's statement where he said, quote, Stephanie McMahon is a terrific executive and an even better person. It has been an honor to serve as co-CEO with her. She will only continue to succeed. I'm grateful to Vince McMahon and our board of directors for their ongoing support. I look forward to continuing to work closely with them and my WWE colleagues to ensure our company may thrive as the premier powerhouse in sports entertainment for years To come But then Vince McMahon made a statement And here's his statement It says quote First I'd like to express my full support For Stephanie's personal decision I'll forever be grateful that she offered to step in During my absence And I'm truly proud of the job she did Co-leading WWE Stephanie has always been the ultimate ambassador For our company And her decades of contributions Have left an immeasurable impact on our brand Then he goes on to say, quote, I'm proud to announce that Nick Khan will serve as CEO. Nick's business acumen and mastery of the media industry have helped catapult our business to record revenue and profitability. Together, we look forward to working with the board at this critical moment in time to review our strategic alternatives and maximize values for all WWE shareholders. That all happened yesterday. So I also chronicled for you guys certainly on Monday's show and then on yesterday's show about the possibilities of number one, why Vince McMahon is back and number two, what these quote strategic alternatives are. So let me just pause and say this. I'm sure that a lot of you have worked in corporate America and many of you may have even worked in leadership. If you have not done either of those, I want you to understand a few things that statements that have been made, that press releases and the like, all have hidden meanings. And let me explain what I mean. What I mean by that is, number one, if you are a good executive or you are really good in leadership, you will likely never really tell why you've made a decision to leave, particularly if that decision is rooted in controversy. Let's go back to just a year ago when Cody Rhodes announced in February of last year that he was leaving AEW. Cody never told the world why. He made a statement that praised Tony Khan. He made a statement that praised AEW. He never really told where he was going, but he never said anything bad about Tony Khan and AEW to this day because good leaders know how to protect things now I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody else but there are other people who will ultimately feel like I've got to spill the tea this is really why I left and you know we see that actually happen on a lot of podcasts as well where people will go on and they'll talk about this is why I left this is what happened etc 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 not saying that one is right or one is wrong just explaining to you a couple of things number one you're probably never going to hear the real reason Stephanie McMahon left not from Stephanie McMahon you probably won't hear it from Triple H either second thing I want to mention that's interesting about this is what was actually said what was said by both Vince McMahon Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan is this term of strategic alternatives strategic alternatives what does that mean so we explained a little bit a couple of days ago that one of the reasons Vince McMahon is back is to position the WWE for sale. And now that positioning for WWE for sale could mean a number of things. Of course, the media rights conversation is literally coming up any day now because 2024 is when the current agreements with NBC Universal, Peacock, Fox, it's when that all comes to an end. So the idea is to negotiate for either better deals with media rights or sell the company outright where you can indeed get ultimately more money immediately from this. So when we talked a couple of days ago, and again, you'll want to go back and check out those conversations if you've not heard them yet. We talked about potential suitors. What would make sense for WWE to sell? So I'm going to talk about what's being rumored, what's actually facts, and just how quickly this sale could happen and what we really can take from all that has happened in an obscenely fast amount of time. That's coming up when we come back. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks and you know I only do it one way and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So What are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But that I started to see and there's you that will always be S-H-Dumman. I'm you, hold your voice. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up guys, this is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man and you're tuned in to The Faction. Okay guys, so I hope you've had a little bit of time to process what you've heard. Now we're gonna talk about a few other things. Connected to this move with WWE. First of all, I am absolutely Amazed and let me just say this some of what I'm about to say is fact some of what I'm about to say is opinion Okay, so just just start there number one I am absolutely amazed at how fast All of this has happened. So I want to go to the exact statement that was made merely five days ago by Vince McMahon when he made his return to the board of directors. Here's what he said, quote, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. Let me repeat that. Vince McMahon said five days ago, quote, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. Let me also throw out an interesting uh, piece of information. Who is currently the board of directors for WWE? WWE. Number one, there are nine people on the board, or at least there's designed to be nine. And one of the reasons there are nine people on the board of directors is because if there's ever a vote, you always want there to be an odd number so that majority will rule as opposed to being deadlocked at eight. So as of last Friday, after the removal of three board members and then the resignation of two board members, here's what the board looked like Prior to yesterday, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Nick Kahn, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, Steve Coonan, Michelle McKenna, Steve Payman, George Barrios, and Michelle Wilson. Michelle Wilson and George Barrios were the ones that were added by Vince McMahon. Again, remember, there were three people removed from the board, and then there were two that resigned. So we're sitting at nine. As of right now... Because of Stephanie McMahon's resignation, we're sitting at eight. Now, let's also consider something here. And again, we're dealing in fact right now. The statement that was made yesterday was that the WWE Board of Directors unanimously, unanimously elected Vince McMahon as the executive chair. That means, and nobody's talking about this stuff, that means that Triple H and Nick Khan we're all a part of that vote. Now, I don't know if the vote happened before Stephanie's resignation or after. If it happened before, then that means Stephanie also voted for Vince to be executive chair of the board. If it happened after her resignation, then obviously she did not. So let's keep that in mind that Vince McMahon was unanimously elected to be executive chair of the board, and two of the people that we know for sure voted for that were Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, and Nick Khan. Now, I want to go back to Vince's statement. Vince's statement is that, quote, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. That's what Vince McMahon said. And less than one week after that statement, it has had an impact on the roles, duties and responsibilities of not just anybody, but the co-CEO and the chairwoman of the board. So just think about that. Now, I present all of that to you to say it is very, very difficult to sway a certain narrative when it comes to Vince McMahon. If Vince makes that particular statement less than one week ago, and here we are not even a week later, and the top of the food chain has left the company. So will Vince's return continue to impact other roles, duties, responsibilities, or people currently in leadership? Time will certainly tell. And again, based on how fast things are happening, some of what I'm saying right now could end up being outdated based on how fast things moved yesterday. Secondly, I think it's important to mention this. If you've ever worked in corporate America, you know just how long it takes for certain things to happen. When it comes to changing policies, procedures, and even moving into a space of sales, that takes a long, long time. If companies are going to merge, if companies are going to sell, that all takes a significant amount of time because you got to go through red tape, et cetera, et cetera. We just went from talking about potential sales options to now, and we'll talk a little bit about rumors. There are rumors that are out there that perhaps... The leading candidate for this sale would be Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So let me just start right now by saying this. As of this moment, as of me talking to you, as of me recording this podcast, there is no confirmation that indeed Saudi Arabia's public investment fund has purchased WWE, contrary to all of the rumors that you have heard. That is not confirmed. As of right now, now, by the time you hear that, maybe it is confirmed. But as of right now, it is not. Remember, we talked about the potential for Disney, the potential for Fox, the potential for NBC Universal being the ones to make the purchase. Right now, it seems as though this purchase could go to the highest bidder. Now, here's why many people think that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund could be the ones. Number one, they've got a track record into buying into sports. They purchased Newcastle United from English Premier League. That is soccer or football for those who are outside of the United States. They made that purchase in October of twenty twenty one. And then they are also the financial backing for the extremely controversial LIV Golf Tour, which serves as a rival to the PGA Tour in golf. Now, you'll remember last year, there was a lot of controversy because there were a number of golfers who were refusing to be a part of the LIV Golf Tour because of all of the history of Saudi Arabia. Meanwhile, there are others that, took the bag because Saudi Arabia had an incredible bag for them to be a part of the LIV golf tour. So remember that. On top of that, there is the current relationship that exists between the WWE and Saudi Arabia, which includes usually one to two shows a year there. They signed a 10-year deal that equates to roughly $500 million or somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 to $50 million per year per show. Okay, so there's already a relationship that's involved between the WWE and Saudi Arabia. Could this all actually happen? Well, we don't know. I can tell you that Newsweek has reached out to the WWE. They've reached out to Vince McMahon. They've reached out to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. And there has yet to be an answer. All right. So we don't know. This is not a done deal as of yet. I will say this, all of the rumors that are going around obviously makes things very, very interesting for sure. Now, many have asked, will Triple H remain as chief content officer? I don't know, but I do know this. Go back, if you get the opportunity, and watch Nick Khan's first interview as part of a WWE. It was done with Ariel Helwani, and it was done back in 2021, summer of 2021, right before SummerSlam, the one that happened in Vegas. It was in that interview where there were a number of very interesting things said by Nick Khan. One of them would be that WWE is no longer looking at the independent world for new talent, that they would really spend more time involved in this NIL, the next in line college pipeline. So there's that. In that same interview is where he insinuated and really kind of forecasted that NXT would be going through some changes. And as a result of that, we would see NXT 2.0 debut about a month later. But it was also in that conversation where he was asked, would WWE be interested in a sale? And he said, WWE is always open to the option of selling. So now we move into going from fact to perhaps some opinion here, and that is this. I genuinely believe that one of the reasons Nick Khan was brought into WWE is because of his ability to sell. He has, of course, had a lot of experience as a great sports agent. He has worked a lot in doing these big-time sales, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't believe that Nick Khan has been as dedicated to WWE as a fan as he is as a businessman to ensure that WWE makes all kinds of money. Secondly, I think we cannot gloss over the fact that Nick Khan and Triple H were amongst those who voted for Vince to become the executive chair of the board of directors. Now, this could mean a number of things. It could mean that they are convinced that Vince McMahon at the helm would indeed ensure that a sale would happen and that the best positioning for WWE could happen. There's that. We also don't know if perhaps this all happened under duress. Okay, and again, I'm just speaking opinion here at this point. We don't know. I'll tell you what is dangerous. What is dangerous is I know there are narratives that are floating out there about Vince McMahon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some of what we are seeing feeds into some of those narratives. I am not convinced fully that obviously we've seen the last of Vince McMahon's hand on all of this. And now we move into some possibilities of what could happen. If Saudi Arabia indeed decides to go through with a purchase of WWE, does that mean that Triple H will remain as the head of content? Because really, as fans, that's all most people care about. Who's heading up creative because creative ultimately determines what you're seeing on television, storylines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is Vince an amazing businessman? I think it's pretty safe to say that he is. I mean, he turned the WWE from a regional promotion to a global juggernaut in the process. He became a billionaire in the process. The company became a billionaire. So there's that. Another thing to consider is this. If the WWE does indeed sell to Saudi Arabia, what does that do to the talent? Remember, just like the folks in golf who decided, hey, some of them don't want to participate in the LIV golf tour because of what has happened with the history of Saudi Arabia and their human rights issues. Think about what this potentially does to the roster of WWE. One person I could almost guarantee we may not see is Sami Zayn, who's currently part of the bloodline. Sami Zayn does not ever work a show in Saudi Arabia for several obvious reasons. There are many others that likely could make a jump from WWE or choose to leave if they sell to Saudi Arabia. From there, you got to consider what kind of television options does Saudi Arabia have in the States? I'm not currently sure about that right now. I don't know what that looks like for them. If that means that they would keep, you know, their current relationship with NBC, with Fox, I have no idea about that. Obviously, if WWE sells to a media group, like Fox or NBC, then there's really no worry about where the TV product ends up. Now I will say this, I'm pretty sure that Vince McMahon, as much as he wants to get the big bag for this, also wants to ensure that there is a space for this to land on TV. And then that's the other question. Does Vince McMahon manage to stay with WWE if the company is sold? What happens to Triple H? What happens to the leadership? Remember this, in corporate structures, when there is a sale or there is a merger, there's often a shakeup in leadership and then ultimately a shakeup potentially for the folks who work there. All of this to say, this is a mammoth story with huge implications is why we've taken so much time to talk about this today so here's what i want to know based on everything we've shared with you today what are your thoughts on number one stephanie mcmahon leaving the wwe number two the news that nick Khan and triple h were amongst those remember it was a unanimous vote on the board and they are a part of a board which means that indeed they voted for vince mcmahon to become the executive chair of the board thirdly Who do you think ends up buying WWE if indeed WWE ends up for sale? Because let's remember, that's not necessarily a guarantee. That's the question. And then, if this gets sold, or if Vince McMahon becomes some other element besides chairman of the board, does Triple H stay? Does Vince ultimately return to creative? I want to get all of your thoughts on that. And I get the feeling that I may even pull my good brothers in for a conversation so you can hear their thoughts about this as well. Hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show. Hey, I know Dynamite's going down. NXT had some interesting things happen last night. We'll probably dig into that on another episode. But this one, yeah, it's all about all of the uproar and the succession, dare I say, that's happening in WWE. One other thing I need to mention is this. Consider the idea that right now there is not a McMahon in executive leadership outside of the board of directors in WWE. That is also a very strange moment when you consider that. And the idea that Stephanie and Shane are gone from the company. Could this mean that a sale is imminent if indeed Vince is not going to hand this company over to a McMahon? want to get all your thoughts right now on the socials at the faction show until next time representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman i am gerard bonner and this is the faction